Welcome to Fright Life, a paranormal podcast. We're your hosts, Monique Rose. And Joss. <laughs> you don't have a last name? For all intents and purposes. You're like Cher. <laughs> the artist formerly known as? Prince. You're just that big already? I'm, I'm Episode one. Episode you're a big one. deal. Big deal. Okay. So this is our podcast about all things paranormal. Anything we feel falls into the realm of paranormal, we'll be discussing here. Uh, so we'd first like to talk about, I don't know, like what is paranormal? Yeah, so like paranormal, a good place to start. Qu'est-ce que c'est? What is it? What's what, going on? What is that? What's the deal? Uh, so basically, and well, I love and want everything to be paranormal or considered, yes, that was definitely ghosts. Uh, I also like to approach these things scientifically, so I like to get these definitions. And I think paranormal is something that can't be explained away by science yet. Okay. So maybe not necessarily just completely out of the realm of naturally occurring things we just are yet to know what that means and how to detect it i like that i agree with that okay oh thanks that's good so i don't know i mean because you think about it back in ancient times there are crazy ideas about certain things like volcanoes you know their superstitious beliefs you know where they thought that these now what we know as naturally occurring things were triggered by gods or yeah. other you know, superstitious That's an interesting things. point. Anyway. Yeah. I think that if um, someone were to travel back in time with technology that we have today that is commonplace, like back then it would be paranormal because they don't understand right. how to explain that yet they don't have the science to do it correct that's yeah. and so that's what i think and while it can still be things that are spiritually based i think uh when you're talking about ghosts and all of that um maybe one day we'll just be like oh yeah that was a ghost it's like a totally normal thing yeah who knows one day that's a world i want to live in right well because we're we're not sure what happens and it hasn't been disproven by science so Anyway, we'll get into that. So there are a lot of things that fall into the realm of paranormal. There are three general categories, and then there are a bunch of subcategories. And I think it's still like a living, breathing, ever-expanding world. But there's like ghosts and hauntings. Mm -hmm. What else do we have? And then like uh, UFOs and like space phenomenon. Okay. And maybe in that, do we delve into like interdimensional... Yeah, things. for sure. Parallel universes and okay. maybe even time travel time stuff. Okay. Not necessarily having to be linked to aliens, but that's more of the like otherworldly scientific. Yeah, that falls into the like, okay. can't explain it yet. Right. So. And then sure. uh, cryptozoology, which is just a fancy schmancy word for animals. Unexplained but animals. Ana yeah, like. Crazy the monsters. Bigfoot mm -hmm. and things like that. El Chupacabra. Chupacabra? <laughs> Chupa thingy. That's just fun to say. Yeah. So, okay. 
So we'll talk about all of these things in our podcast. Um, my favorite of the subjects is ghosts or ghosts, hauntings. Well, let, let me like pose a question to you. Okay. Out of all the things in the paranormal universe, mm -hmm. what would be the the one that, if you were to encounter it, that would scare you the most? Mm, interesting. Aliens? Mm -hmm. While I'm not like that afraid of them, because I think that is one of the more scientific things that I believe more scientists subscribe to than they do um, spirits or whatever. Generally because our universe is so vast, how would we be the only ones? Especially if you're not falling into one specific religion or you know how we're, we were created as a people. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be other life forms out there? And that can mean something completely different than just like the green alien little humanoids walking around but if we get into that like interdimensional like space travel I think I'd be the most afraid of them because I wouldn't want them to take me anywhere so like abduction specifically stuff. that so, just because yeah. abduction even in this world is terrifying right. like being taken somewhere against your will or that you don't know about and you have no control over so that I'm really scared of. Ghosts, you know, generally are like little, you know, you're bumping into them in your house mm -hmm. oop, and things like that, but hopefully not in your house too much. But <laughs> if you could seek it out and maybe it's just spirits of, of people who have departed or, you know, who knows. But it's less like they're not, there are less stories of them just coming in and taking you elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. They just kind of make you uncomfortable, can make you uncomfortable where you are. Yeah. Not that potential to be in like a different space and time, <laughs> fully away from everyone. Yeah. That's the scariest. And then I think cryptozoology, they're just like animals who haven't yet been discovered. So that could be scary, but it's more of a real world scary. Like yeah. if I were to encounter a bear, which would be terrifying and real. Yeah. But people know things about bears where it's like, okay, but if I act this way or if I, I can take these precautions if I'm going into this forest or, you know, things like that. So There's aliens no for sure. There aren't rule. There aren't set rules for the alien thing. Right. You don't know how to deal with that yeah. one yet. Yeah, and that's a interesting kind of topic on its own because like aliens, you don't know what their um, agenda is, right? And what their belief system is. Like they have the if aliens are exist, which I totally believe they do, but like they could be coming here for reasons that we can't possibly even comprehend. Yeah, that's and that scary. really freaks me out. So, yeah, ghosts are usually, you know, you hear those stories and it's like they have unfinished business or they're trying to tell you something or they're loved ones who are just checking in on you. Or Less. it's like res residual Yeah, residual energy, energy is, is just, just... kind of still echoing through time. And then it's like, yeah, animals, animal attacks or animal inhabiting certain spaces you're trying to move through but we know those things can be rationalized and kind of like there's a formula to it yeah so definitely well yeah that would be my most what about you I, I mean hands down it's okay. alien abduction like yeah. since I was little yeah like that's that's actually my whole like introduction into the 
paranormal uh, right. field, I guess, is, like, I, I was never super privy to ghosts and hauntings and things like that when I was a kid. That wasn't really mm-hmm. something I was, like, I, I understood what ghosts were, but it wasn't something that directly affected me. Okay. But um, my dad and I used to go into Oregon City, uh, which is a, about 20 minutes from his house, uh, when I was taking karate lessons. Mm-hmm. And then by the time karate lessons were over, we'd be on our way back, and there was a radio program that my dad listened to called Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Uh, and he talked about all kinds of paranormal stuff, but specifically like a lot to do with aliens and mm-hmm. things like that. And so my dad was always really interested in that and by and you're proxy silently like <laughs> like traumatized yeah, in the just, car next seat next to him in the car i used to have reoccurring dreams of alien invasions and stuff like that okay so that was what what was your first kind of well delve into the paranormal okay well i will take we'll go back in time mm. to uh 1994 maybe 92 anyway mm-hmm. I'm a young girl loving library time in elementary school and I would consistently be checking out the same book like the card in the in the book was just full my name all the way down the line every line huh? every line was my name on this book uh, that was scary stories to tell in the dark ooh that's a good one is that the one with the girl who has the ribbon yes. around her so neck? Yes, so that was my favorite of okay. those stories, yeah. actually. And I used to wear a ribbon all That's the time. That was like my amazing. look. That was my thing. That's so cool. Um, no, and then I started a ghost club. So I would have my little meeting. There was only one meeting, officially, because then everybody realized I was just like super into this and definitely a weirdo. And they were not as interested. Um, you know, and I really wanted to have a seance in the school and, uh, talk to Abraham Lincoln specifically for some reason. That was my jam. But no, uh, even after the like ghost club meeting, it would be just the topic at recess. It would be like, we'd walk around the track and be like, I wonder if there was anyone who died out in these, in this property. How old were you? Like second grade and up, it would be okay. I, everything surrounding me was let's have a seance, let's do Bloody Mary in the bathroom. Oh let's, gosh, let's look up the history of deaths in the area. <laughs> like whoa, at the school on this campus was before Google too. So yeah, it was like library. That was my dream. If anyone has seen the movie Now and Then, when they go to investigate, that is just that character of Samantha. That is me. Like that is That's what a good one. I was into. And it was before that movie came out. So I was like super validated when that came out. I was like, <laughs> okay, she's like... also doing this. I'm fine. Nothing is wrong with me. Um, but what's weird is I would be super like interested in it, but not morbid. Not quite morbid, I would mm-hmm. feel like. I never felt like that out of touch. Um, but then also I would just be terrified every night and then I couldn't sleep. And thus began my perpetual insomnia that still exists still today. today. Which is actually mostly a fear of being the last one to go to sleep, which is ironic because then it keeps me awake and I'm literally the last one awake. Oh, that's... Yeah. 
Anyway, so I like, uh, but basically it was that, and I think that's because we were just full of haunted houses in our family. One main one, but that was because I think of the people in it. Uh, my family has a lot of stories. Yeah, your family is enormous too. Yeah, but really, really close. Yeah. Like large number of people all really close to one another. And we all have stories. And we have similar stories sometimes in certain areas. We have similar dreams, like reoccurring dreams. We'll get into that. Oh, um, yeah. We definitely need to just have a, like, grandma's house yeah, episode. Monique's family can... episode, for sure. Well, probably a few episodes on that. Anyway, uh, so that was my thing. Like, why I'm into it. And it's mostly, yeah, spirits. Mm-hmm. So since this is sort of an introductory episode, and by that I mean it is one. That is exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, we will just kind of share some of our stories or knowledge about the main categories, and then later we'll have themed episodes with, you know, research stories, write-ins, or guests yeah. with their stories. Absolutely. So this will be personal accounts that yeah. have happened to... You or yes, myself. in life or like yeah. you know, because I'd say we're like, you know, paranormal investigators. Yeah. In a sense. Kind of, perpetually, always looking for. Yeah, I mean, we've been on one actual investigation. That was very cool. Like a million years ago. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was cool, and I think that counts. And now we're paranormal investigators uh, so we for life. The we joined the cards club. Are in the mail. Yeah, they will be here soon. Okay. So that counts, I think. Uh, anyway, so yeah, just a little background on that is we kind of, we're surrounded by it. I can't, it's hard to choose one story mm -hmm. because there are so many little things from childhood and even now, like daily, like random occurrences that don't necessarily make the news in our lives right. every single day. It's just like, oh, huh. Thought I just kind of saw a shadow peek around the door. Yeah. That's weird. Okay move on, you know, to the next part of the day. Um, that sort of stuff happens to us all the time. But I will share, uh, a, let's see, it was 2006. Mm -hmm. We had just moved into this apartment we're still living in now, um, which is an old building. It's an old Tudor-style building uh, in kind of a famous building in our area. It used to be a general store. Mm -hmm. We live upstairs where the little general store used to be. Um, anyway, we're here. It's definitely vintage, like really cool old building. And we're 21, just young and about to be married. Uh, and I was falling asleep. You were already crashed out next to me. So yeah, Joss is asleep in the bed. I'm looking out toward the hallway, just kind of falling asleep. Nothing weird, no, we didn't, you know, my mind was just zoning out, ready for bed. And I doze off a little and then open my eyes slowly because I just sort of feel a presence. Uh, but nothing jarred me awake. And as I open my eyes, it takes me a minute to realize that there's someone definitely standing in the doorway. Uh, but they're still vague enough of a figure to where I know it's not, I'm not in danger. It's not an actual corporeal person 
no like, fight or flight in our house. kicking in there. Yeah, nothing. I just yeah. was like, huh, there's someone in the doorway. Uh, I can see through them, but I see them enough to make out some deets. So I've got, <laughs> like, I'm just observing, but I still, I'm not terrified, but I'm definitely not wanting to move about. I sort of just froze, and I was watching. And they're just looking at me, and it is a woman. And I don't know what part of this is, like, necessarily in my mind's eye versus what I'm actually seeing. But I, I'm sure I was awake. I tried waking you up, and then I eventually I did wake you up. Yeah. But I was awake. This person was tall, a woman, like medium build, not super thin, not stocky or anything. Uh, pulled back low hairstyle, like low bun or low pony or something that was like not high and tight, but mm -hmm. just like pulled kind of loosely back. Uh, sleeveless button-up white-ish or light-colored shirt and like black capri pants. And for some reason, my mind kept popping up uh, Jenny, just the name. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the heck is going on. And so I was like smacking you, like, wake up, wake up. Okay, so I'm trying to get Joss to wake up, I'm trying to figure out what is even I'm looking at. And they just fade away. So in for, as I'm looking, like I, it's not like I blinked and then or looked away at you and you know looked back into the hallway and they were gone. I watched it fade out, and I was like, "What in the world?" And I checked the time and I wanted to call my mom because I was so worried something is for some reason like it was some psychic thing which I'd never had before specifically. Um, thinking because I have an aunt Jenny. And I wanted to call my mom and be like, Mom, this sounds crazy, which she would not have thought it was crazy at all. She definitely believed in this, uh, you know, psychic things and dreams and, you know, prophecies. Yeah. And, but I held out to the next day. You woke up, you know, and kind of, oh, everything's fine. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, and I held out and I called my mom the next morning. So I call her and say, hey, I had this weird thing last night, but I can't stop thinking... Uh, for some reason, I was thinking of Aunt Jenny. Can you check on her? I don't. Is she okay? Is there something I don't know about? And so my mom actually called my Aunt Jennifer, and she called me back. She's like, Aunt Jenny's fine, but that's so so weird. And I was like, yeah, tell me about it. And I just could not stop thinking about this all day. And Joss's sister was actually coming over to watch movies. And so she gets to our house, and I retell the story to her, um you know, super excitedly, because it was really cool, but still, like, I more wanted to know who it was than I was questioning if I had seen a ghost or not. Right. I definitely was like, I saw a full apparition looking at me, uh, but I wanted to know who the heck it was and why I was getting specifics, you know, like, I'm not actually that observant of a person when I'm not trying to be. Right. Um, just because I'm kind of absent-minded, I'm always multitasking. But this was like I was very calm in bed, and I was taking notes, like mental notes, and then, you know, heard the name somehow, yeah. just like mentally. So uh, Sophie's over. We tell her the story. She is like, no way. That's amazing. And we're all kind of on edge a little bit, and I think we were going to watch a scary movie. Mm -hmm. And your dad called. Joss's dad 
is Mike, and he is the best, and he calls us, and we tell him the story. Joss does, actually. He's walking, kind of wandering around the apartment because he cannot sit still while he's on the phone. It's accurate. It's obnoxious. It's a real yeah. So, and then he marches back into the living room, and he's like, you know, my dad just told me, obviously, like, uh, why didn't I think of this before, but, you know, my grandma's name was Jenny. And I just stared at him, like, mouth agape. <laughs> and I was like, I did not know that. And maybe I knew it, but we were young, and I had never met her. She passed away long before I, yeah, I was ever little. came into the picture. So, uh, it was definitely strange. And I was like, what if that was her? That is so cool. I wonder if it was her. And Joss was like, I bet it was her. And our doorbell rang at that moment that we realized and said that out loud. We all jumped and ran straight because we were on high alert. We'd been talking about this ghost story all day. Well, we all really jumped. the interesting thing about that, though, is that our doorbell hadn't worked for a while. <laughs> no one ever used our doorbell. We are in an apartment. We're upstairs. Um, you know, there's a downstairs security door, but we can always, we know when people are coming over, the door is not like something that people would just pass by and access and ring our doorbell. Right. It's like a garage security door sort of thing. You wouldn't even know anyone lived upstairs. Yeah. Um, if you weren't told that that's where we were. So yeah, we never heard our doorbell. It wasn't a regular occurrence in, in our everyday life. Right. So that was strange. Super weird. It wouldn't have been that strange if it was a, an hour or so earlier and we were expecting Sophie. Yeah. But she also just knew to just come right come up. Upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super weird. And we ran all to the window because over our kitchen you can see downstairs. Um, and there was nobody standing out there. There were no cars in the driveway. And no one was walking away from the door. And then you went down and checked. Joss walked down the steps and opened the security door, and nobody was there. Super crazy. So it was like... It was almost like saying, yep. You got you it. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. That was my most, like, that was a ghost. I wish Joss had seen it, seen her as well, because I do like that, you know, corroboration. Yeah. We do see a lot and hear a lot together, but like little things where it's still, was that something I wish we, it would happen again so yeah. we could document. But yeah, so not a one we could document, but definitely something really compelling. Uh, and that is my ghost story. One of many. So good. But the, the only full-bodied apparition I had ever seen. So Full torso, vaporous <laughs> apparition. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I I don't have any really great ghost stories that are quite as epic as yours. Well, I am way cooler than you. But I do have kind of a cool, like, possible UFO, like, saw a weird green light in the sky okay. one time. Um, Tell us more of that. So we'll, we'll file that under... The alien UFO category. Okay. Check. Uh, so I was little, uh, driving with my dad, and we're on a kind of dark section of highway um, that rounds this big corner. 
-hmm. and then comes to an intersection so you can see all the the lights of the kind of shops and stuff. Okay. Um, so it's like where country meets city. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can't see those. And by city, we mean like suburbia. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, what, the grocery there's store. There's not really and like, a city, there's much a, of a city where we are. Uh, so there's all these trees kind of blocking the view of the sky uh, above the kind of town lights there okay right so we come around the bend and as we're starting to see the lights from the main intersection there where the shops are on either side of the highway uh there's this just brilliant green light in the sky it hmm. looks almost like a fireball kind of but um just hovering it's not even moving at all and uh we stopped at the intersection at the mm -hmm. red light and just observed this thing for the duration and it's a pretty sizable highway coming in all directions so we got to hang out at the light for a little while and uh this just eerie green ball of light in the sky but large well it was big yeah definitely big not a star um like bigger than an airplane light or yeah. about the same size. i mean if you're observing an airplane coming straight at you mm -hmm. and the kind of intensity of those front lights yeah you ever seen that mm -hmm. we see that all the time and i'm always like is that a ufo and i'm and like, like no nah. <laughs> i don't even have to know if he's questioning it if he stops talking and looks out the window my response immediately is it's not a ufo one of these times it will be though and no but i think like the likelihood is less because you think everything is that i mean true but okay. But it could be, yes. This okay. light was green. And I've never seen an airplane or anything like green. that. With... They don't stay on green, though. Right. Not, it it yeah. wasn't like the, the flashers. It, uh, wing lights. Yeah. You know. okay. It was definitely just brilliant green light in the sky. Mm -hmm. And as we were observing it, it just fades out to nothing. Interesting. It was super strange, but it didn't move at all. Like it was just suspended there. Did you guys wake up and then you were like wearing different clothes? We switched places in the car. <laughs> yeah. Like I was driving for some reason. <laughs> like eight years old. <laughs> no, but that okay. was that was weird. Um, something that. What did your dad think or say? Do you remember anything I don't remember he was reacting? Specifically, like? a conversation afterwards. But okay. I think we were both on the same page mm -hmm. for sure, and. Um, we should ask him. We should. Okay. We should definitely talk to him about that one. Um, but that is one of my, like I, the abduction thing scares the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. That's my most terrifying thing. But the number one paranormal thing that I want to witness is like a proper is UFO sighting. a UFO. Yeah. At a distance. Yeah. For, Not like parked in the backyard. from a distance. For sure. First. They don't know I'm here. I'm just <laughs> checking it out. Okay. What are you guys up to? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that one is the hardest to not necessarily prove, but like debunk. Yeah. Not the hardest to debunk. I mean the hardest. So like I, with my eyes, saw directly in front of me an apparition. Yes. A small percentage of the population would be like, oh, you're correct. That happened. Yeah. But I did see it. Now, a green light in the sky, like we were already talking about, could have been any number of things. Right. And it's hard. You can't test that. You can't test it. But 
in the moment. I mean, you moment. can, but like usually in the moment you can't test it. Usually, I mean, as a child you can't. Uh, you can debunk just generally like, okay, it's about this size. It doesn't look like it's this or these other things that we have observed before. Right. But as like a, a human observer of the world, when something is sort of out of place like that, right. it's definitely... Um, you know, noteworthy. Right, for sure. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think that UFO phenomenon is a tricky one because so many things could just be like, oh, yeah, that was a lens flare or something. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're filming something if you're filming and, and there's, there's a light. light yeah. yeah. So. Or what is one, the but... whole weather balloon thing? Why is it always a weather balloon? Because what a... What is a weather balloon? What is a weather balloon? That's a great question. <laughs> I need to look into that some more. Um, and two, they've just all looked the same since like the 1930s. Like weather balloons. They're yeah. just like that normal of a, I don't know. That, yeah, that's but an anyway. interesting thing for sure. We should check Well, that's that cool. I have not had a UFO sighting. Oh! Have you though? No, but... And this just now, authentically, 100% just came to me from, I have not even talked about this. All right. I don't even know, as I'm saying it, how great of a story this is going to be. I'm, because I'm ready. Because I observed someone observing it. So I was okay. in at my dad's house. You, we were together. Because we got together at, you know, in the teenage years. Um, but I don't know if you were over there. Probably not, because you would remember this. And my stepmom was out on the back patio. I think I do remember this. And started freaking out that there was some crazy light in the sky. And like running back in and back out and she grabbed the phone and she started calling. Yeah. And actually called the authorities. Didn't, yeah, she reported it. Because it was like low and super bright. And she had no idea, but it was definitely something that she felt, like, threatened yeah. and, like, weirded out. Like, this has to be, this is something. Not like, oh, what's that That light a million miles that away? That airplane looks weird. Right. It yeah. was like, what is happening? And it turns out she called the police, like, the non-emergency line, and they had said that they had, bunch of had calls. a bunch of calls yeah, on it. I remember that. Ugh, uh, but I remember when her... I ran out there and it wasn't there anymore. She she described it as low flying and with like huge cones of light coming out the bottom. Stop, really? Yeah, I that's that. I remember. She told me all about it. Okay. Because um, she was like freaking out into that kind of stuff. Right. Like she told me about it later. Um, that's really cool. And that was in uh, the Clackamas area. That's kind of the same area. Yeah. As where you come from, from your dad's house. Yeah, really. that's true. Um, actually, I think that that might be. Um, kind of a known UFO hotspot. Yeah, Not like and if you like... are listening and you don't know us, which, <laughs> let's face it, this is all <laughs> just like people we're making listen to our podcast who know us already. <laughs> but um, we are from Oregon, about 20 minutes outside of Portland. Right. Uh, into the country. But, okay. Um, I have firsthand seen a light. I do not think it falls under a UFO category. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what category it would fall into. Possibly cryptozoology, depending on... Well, here, let me 
I'll take you back. So I believe I was pretty young, 12, 12-ish, because I was at my friend Nikki's house, also in the same area of, you know, the country in Oregon, and we were headed to the movies. Her sister could drive, and her sister is a few years older than us, so she was about 16, and this was before all the rules of, you know, whatever. Um, so we were going out to get into her Jeep, just like a nice summer night. It was not one of the nights I was trying to hold a seance or be super <laughs> weird or Wednesday Adams about you everything. Didn't summon anything. No, we were just like having a fun sleepover. We were about to go see a movie. Um, and we walked outside to get into the car, and suddenly this light approaches us. It's pretty far away when we notice it. Uh, probably about, how far would you say those lights are up? Uh, 20 feet. Okay, probably about 20 feet and like up, away from us. And I kind of notice it, and then it very rapidly gets larger and closer into our faces, like aggressively, like shoop, like right up to us. Wow. And I remember feeling heat off of it. And you know, have you ever been so terrified that you lose your hearing? Yeah. Like you scream and it's... uh garbled yep. like in your own head yeah okay that happened to me at least I think we all screamed but I had that whole echoey like yeah. my ears my hearing cut out that's the fight or flight thing yeah and it was in. the worst like yeah. I still feel it when I imagine it and we all just screamed and ran inside and then like did not go to the movie we didn't talk about it though like no explanation as to what that was we do not have fireflies here and even if we did that I don't think that's how they behave well, they're not blue. I didn't say it was blue. You're imagining it blue. I'm imagining it blue. <laughs> it was white. It was white light. White. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why, where I got blue from. I don't know. Huh. I should have been more descriptive in my storytelling. That's you right. just filled that in with your nice imagination. It was a good story. I was imagining the whole scenario. Yeah. That's well, good. it no. So it was a white light, but it was too large to be a firefly. Right. And it like... I felt like it had an idea, like it had its own consciousness. Like the way that it like came up to us wasn't like an erratic anything flying around. It like spotted us and, and I wonder, I need to find like, talk to Nikki and see like her memory of this. Yeah, Even if, cool. what if, you know, I don't know what her account was because we didn't really discuss it. We all just freaked out and went inside. But the fact that we all freaked out, like we screamed and we were scared. Yeah. And ran back inside the house. And if it was just a regular old occurrence of like a firefly or a... I don't even know what else it would have been. Uh, we wouldn't have all just had the same reaction, even like her 16-year-old sister. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's like some sort of unknown... It's like an angry fairy. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, mean, I mean, that that sounds cryptozoological to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, actually, it could be a spirit. I don't know. You mentioned the... An orb. That thing where you're, you know, you you can't scream or you do scream, but you can't hear yourself screaming. Mm -hmm. Like that whole, like, tunnel vision, but in your ears yes. kind of thing. Do you remember <coughs> house-sitting for my mom? <gasps> yes! This just popped in to my mind. You guys! 
Um, this okay. is weird. We need to get this gang on this. So, my mom and stepdad went out of town for often. like a month. They they always went on crazy adventures, um, and uh, we house sat for them all the time, and it was really well. Super you did, fun. and then I was like, I'm gonna. Go to Amy's. Yeah, but this, I think this one was when we were a we're little bit college. older. We were in college, okay. Yeah, so we were already like... Yeah, 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 we were in college. together. And, we lived at the apartment. It was um, So my mom had a, a... Mooched off of it. She had a lab named Moby. A Labrador. Yeah, not like a laboratory. <laughs> not like a mad scientist. <laughs> we're talking about a dog. Okay. A lab, golden lab named Moby. She was the best dog of all time. Yes. And that was part of the reason that we house out all the time, was right. to take care of the dog. And I had gone out to, um, onto the back porch to let Moby Ugh. go pee. And the sound that I heard coming from the darkness of the backyard, yeah, well, I, it's indescribable, but the closest thing that I could get to it is like a cackling. Yeah. Like... Gosh, I forgot about this. Horrible cackling sound. I have goosebumps. And that weird, muffled, like, I I can't, just I heard you screaming from inside, and we were doing something totally mundane, and I think we were even watching, like, the John Kerry, uh, George Bush debate. Yeah. Like, something super boring, and it had just gotten darkish. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was dark, dark, dark outside. Yeah. For sure. And but it I, was fall time, like just mm-hmm. and so oh, yeah. it was dark earlier in the night. The the sound was not of this. Uh, I don't want to say not of this this planet or this earth or you know this dimension or whatever because I don't know what it was, but it was not a sound that I have ever heard in my life, and I could not categorize it. So and Moby reacted. Yeah. So the dog. Reacted she to was whatever was over out. there. Yeah. And I was trying to get her to come back onto the porch. Yes. And I couldn't get my voice to work. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying to... You had gone You had gone deaf. Yeah. So hearing yourself, you couldn't hear yourself to speak it properly. Right. And I had been in the living room on the other end of the slider, the glass door, and heard you... Or I was in the restroom, but like right on that other side. It was yeah. like a little half bath right there. And I heard you say, like, Moby, get inside. But it was definitely distorted. Yeah. And I could tell you had a hard time getting it out. And I panicked and ran out there, not outside, but to the sliding door, mm-hmm. as you were, like, grabbing her, like, collar and moving her inside. And you slammed the door and put the stick in the slider. Yeah, the security stick. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually called the police. Yep. You were convinced there was some, like, evil, like, drugged out, I thought it was a person. A person back there lurking and being a creeper. So we called the police. They looked for footprints. There was no. There was. The grass. They looked for raccoons. Yeah. That so they couldn't find any footprints or any sign of uh, anybody had been back there. Right. There was. uh, The grass was wet even Mm -hmm. so like, you wouldn't been able to see. He looked under the porch and he really believed us. Like he was he. Was checking some stuff out. Yeah. Like he was, he saw the state you were in and that it was not normal. Yep. Like how afraid you were. Yeah. That was crazy, man. Yeah. And then we, because of the weird occurrences, this trip that your parents were on, 
had our friends stay over. Yeah, we had the next night and the night after that. Yep. And I think we should get into those stories a little later. Maybe yeah. let's text them. Yeah. To get their accounts Rob of things. Rob and Jesse were both there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Sophie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's another another story for another time. For sure. But that was a weird freaking week, man. Oh, and a good one. For sure. But yeah, I haven't thought about that in forever. So yeah, let's get the the take on that, and we'll uh, revisit that later. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. So now we're moving on to this segment called For a Fright. And in this segment, we will recommend something for a fright. So a book, a series, a movie, some sort of attraction uh, that we recommend. Uh, and this week's For a Fright is... Lovecraft Country. Yes. Which is uh, a series that's on HBO right mm -hmm. now. And it was developed by Misha Green, um, based off of the novel of the same name, um, written by Matt Ruff. And that novel, sort of inspired by the universe created by H.P. Lovecraft right. and his, you know, horror monster genre yeah. of his time. But we are loving it. It's taken some hits, like, critically, like, wise I think uh, with critics but I love it it's really fun it's really out there but the characters I feel like are fun to to root for yeah um it stars uh Journey Smollett and or Smollett is it Smollett Small, Smollett Smollett sure it's Journey I've... Smollett okay yeah 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 that sounds right yeah uh and Jonathan Majors and they are sort of on this, like, adventure, trying to figure some things out. Yeah. Or undercover, or uncovering, I mean, some weird things. Without too many kind of spoilers, I think the, the coolest thing about the show, uh, paranormal-wise, is it kind of covers every branch of the paranormal universe. Right. That it's just so cool. It's kind of why it's so perfect to as a recommendation for this episode. Yes. Because we're kind of doing an overarching. Yeah. Like all, you know, the monsters, the spirits, there's like witchcraft in it. Yeah. Uh, Alien-y type of things. It's all, um, you know, the H.P. Lovecraft. And it's sort of like uh, the, what's it called? The show, the supernatural show. From like forever ago, black and white. Twilight Zone. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what you're thinking. So Twilight Zone type of thing, type of vibe. Um, my favorite thing about it is that H.P. Lovecraft was actually um, the literal worst. Super racist. racist. Yes. Just the worst. Um, and this series follows some very strong black characters. And so it's kind of like a continuation of his universe, but as it should have been without his racial bias and horrendous views. Yeah, it's so really cool. I like that they're like, we'll take this and make it better and non-racist. Yeah. Because you're... Well, and it's, it's just so well written the way that it, first of all, transfers seamlessly and believably between the different like monsters and witchcraft and mm -hmm. 
but also like back and forth between crazy like them dealing with racism and right all that because uh, it's I, it's set in the south in you know Jim Crow era yeah. America um, so they there's a lot of parallels that they draw where the monsters are also you know the happenings of the time yeah and that's you know that resonates now and it's just it's so that's really great and really well done um jordan peele has a hand in it Mm -hmm. and he he does that a lot in his um horror genres and that continues you can see that through through this but it is mostly fun like there are i mean it's not it's a little kitschy yeah. With the monsters, it's a little... But they're really well done. Yeah. Especially for a series. Good good sci-fi effects in yeah. there. Um, and sometimes it feels like you're watching just like a creepier and more adult version of like the Goonies. Yeah. Like they have like... Yeah, there's some really cool um, sort of Indiana Jones-esque, yeah. Goonies-esque adventure uh, things mm-hmm. that happen. Um, just trying to be so super vague yeah uh, if you haven't seen it yet but but then the story kind of changes a lot and they look at the dynamic and delve into like other characters where like one episode is just a whole different storyline yeah and that's where i'm feeling more of the twilight zone type of thing where you can kind of jump out of the norm and mm-hmm. get into something else um so anyway it's been really fun definitely covers all the genres of paranormal so far um we like it so that is our for a fright recommendation Excellent. And we hope you've had a frightful time with us on Fright Life, a paranormal podcast. Uh, start. We will uh, start taking write-ins or call-ins or whatever. So oh, follow yeah. us on Instagram. We have um, Fright Life Paranormal uh, is our Instagram okay. page. Um, Fright Life Paranormal at Gmail. If you want to drop us a line, tell us a spooky story or uh, an account that you've had personally or like in your family. We'd love to hear that. And we'll... Legends of hometowns. Yeah. We'll get into that because our hometown is very notoriously uh, haunted. Oh, one of the old pioneer towns at yeah. uh, the end of the Oregon Trail. So excellent. So yes, um, get in touch with us and we will be back with more episodes. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much.